In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker... Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Oh, friends, I'm going to get right into it. How are the vibes today? The vibes are Ugh. not great. Um, <laughs> not not amazing. So, some, I'm going to say it's some of the worst vibes uh, in a while. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, I would say mm, the worst vibes since... Mm, I don't want to rank the vibes. Some of the worst that's, vibes. Yeah, this, bad, some bad, of the bad, worst yeah. vibes this side of the Biden administration, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Some of the worst vibes in the Biden admin. Yeah, worst vibes this quarter, for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Where Where do we begin? Where do we begin? I mean, we got the virus. We got Joe Manchin. We got three hour testing lines. I mean, already I was just people are canceling plans. Left and right, but you know what? I had to Let's, cancel my holiday party. I know. Devastating. I canceled the vacation so. and replaced you did? it with a, I did. I I was gonna go to Napa. I just look, I think it could have been fine, but I just don't when you are going to a vacation and you're gonna spend money, you don't yeah. wanna be like worried about shit the whole time. So we're just going out to Montauk. It's like easier driving, it's yeah. less of a to Good do. For you. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Because also you were going to go to like California, which is a very COVID cautious place. So like you never know what what they could decide right. to do to, to stop the spread. It's also like your servers at restaurants are infected, probably. Like, yeah. it's just I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to like, I mean, everything. Yeah, it's it's tough. So we we were going to have a holiday party, but we canceled it. And now we're just having one couple over because I did already buy all the cheese <laughs> um and Why is we're this party? it is so we were gonna have it on like like earlier this week so that like people could come before they went out of town but now i think my friends are just gonna come over on christmas eve and we're gonna That's eat this fun. cheese because from a public health perspective i can't eat all the cheese so <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we're gonna sit on my porch it'll be nice Guys, I'm glad. You know what? Look at us joking about it, though. I can't believe this is another holiday season where we're canceling plans. It always comes out of nowhere. And then you look at the the little charts and it's like, oh, this was completely predictable. But it just feels so. It's really depressing because it it, just a week and a half ago, it felt like everything was going to be able to go on as planned. And this was sort of the year that everyone was going to gather more than last year. Um, but now everyone's sort of paring back their plans and that feels familiarly upsetting. 
Yeah, I mean, I know, personally, I know a lot of people who were planning to go home, but they now have COVID and cannot do their plans because they're COVID positive, which is kind of different from last year, which was like people just weren't planning to go home because it wasn't, like, it wasn't possible. Now it's like, it's kind of this different, really sad thing, which is like people are scrambling to find out if they can go home. And then a lot of them are finding out, no, three of my bridesmaids, I had a six-person wedding party, half of them have COVID as of today. I can't believe that. I mean, we're all three of us so far are COVID-free, right? Yeah, true. You had your wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people that like, I mean, I don't think we're at, yeah, people that are having their weddings, maybe people aren't going to go. They're going to be like really small. Good God. I can't believe we're having all these. these weddings would have been affected. Like these that were was supposed to be the, the safe weddings. These were, <laughs> these the safe were supposed weddings. these were the safe weddings. I know. I know we probably have COVID brides listening who were like, oh my God, if you December 2022 was supposed to be or 2021 also, was supposed to be. Also if we do have COVID fine. brides listening, I want to say like you're doing everything that you can. You're doing your best, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is that you and your family decide, God bless you and it'll be a beautiful day. <laughs> That's all I want to say to any COVID brides listening, because I can't imagine the stress. I like I feel well, just so ugh. bad for all of us, um, minus the people who aren't vaccinated. I'm sure none of those people are listening, though. Um, <laughs> I think we've weeded them out by now. Yeah. Are you yeah. just just out of curiosity? Are you afraid of actually becoming infected? Because I'm sort of on the fence about this. Like, I know that because I'm boosted and everything, I would just kind of have a cold. But I still am like, what about I don't. What about the long term effects? What about There are immunocompromised people who, you know, are Mm -hmm. if they did get it or if they, for whatever reason, don't have antibodies because of their whatever medical Mm -hmm. regimen. So I'm still kind of trying not to get it, but we're at a really weird space in the pandemic where I feel like we're we've been talking a lot about risk tolerance. Right. And how like when do we get to a point with covid where it is there's no correct way to say this, but it's like it is horrifying that people who are immunocompromised are always going to be at more risk. They were also always at more risk before. I'm not saying that was acceptable. So it's like but I feel like a lot of the conversation is like, when are we going to return to the point where this was the amount of risk we all generally tolerated? I know that Omicron is not a bad cold. I know it is worse than that. Yeah. I know it is still COVID. But like it is also cold and flu season. Like when do we get when are we going to get to the point where we're not realizing that we've already returned to the point that we always were, which is that we are all, all, all always at risk of getting people who are vulnerable sick. I mean, that's how like I'm not getting to answer your precise question, Sammy. Like I'm only scared of testing positive because I want to see my grandpa who is 80, who's 90. Otherwise, right. I would still like monitor my behavior, but I'm not like lying awake at night. Like I was worried, you know, I was like hung over yesterday and I was like, fuck. I wasn't worried, am I going to get really sick or am I going to get a bad cold? I was worried about not being able to go home and see my grandpa. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing. I think that's what's really different about this holiday situation is that, again, like people, I think this scramble and this feeling, especially in New York with, you know, you mentioned up top that we're going to talk about the testing lines, which are completely unacceptable and we can get to that, but like people are scrambling to get home. So for me, I've actually, I I bought the last home test at my pharmacy. Thank God I got the, la- like the, the last one wow. and then I had another one. So I have two tests at home and then I'm chilling because 
I'm not traveling for the holidays, so I'm not trying to clog up these lines or take up these tests for all these people who are trying to get out of town and find totally. out if they can safely see their families. And the gosh, that's and not so your it's like burden. So much, I know, but it's yeah. so much personal. Like, so to go back to your question, I'm actually not personally worried about contracting COVID myself at this time. My friends who have COVID, like they are really sick and it seems incredibly unpleasant, even though they're vaxxed and boosted. But my worry would more be that I don't want to give it to someone who's trying to go home for the holidays. I don't want to contribute to spreading it. But I'm not personally worried about the illness in the way that like in the beginning, I was like, well, I could die if I get COVID. I don't feel that way yes and now we're at a point where it's like well other people could still die if i get covid yeah like yeah or i could ruin someone's christmas yeah right you know like i don't want to she's not gonna be the grinch at least no no i'll just stay home and eat my cheese with my one (laughs) other couple (laughs) oh gosh yeah it's really it's really just a tough it's tough. It's tough. I'm and we're all over so afraid for so many reasons. So let's like zoom out a little bit, talk about the virus, what we're seeing. New York and D.C. are seeing record positive test rates, which I do believe is because this is spreading really fast. But I mean, have we ever been testing ourselves like this before? I don't think so. Right. Like not a, since like a lot the, of this is before. because. Yeah. A lot of this is because so many people are taking tests. I have to imagine that obviously well, the case rate is going up. Like I think that's because it's it is extremely much more contagious. So I think a lot of people are like getting, oh, you were exposed. Even if they don't feel sick, they're getting, they know someone who got it and they were with them. So now they're getting tested or they're going somewhere with someone. So they're getting tested. So I think the it, the testing is because it's so much more contagious. Yeah. The question definitely. is why under our perfect, flawless capitalist system, have we not come up with a way to come up with cheap, scalable, reliable home testing that everybody has access to. It sounds like the person who came up with that would make a lot of money. Am I wrong? I don't know. It's interesting because I actually, when I talk to people in other countries, like in Europe, they they have them. Well, they have I don't know them. what happened here, but I'm furious. I am furious yeah. about well, the testing. It is uh, unbelievable. It's outrageous. Two <gasps> years. It's been two years. Two years. Two and years. it's not easy to get a test no like i'm not this is a virus there are going to be variants there are going to be waves it's obviously a virus that surges in the winter like those aren't things that i'm mad about even though they're unfortunate the fact that we do not have easily accessible testing for everybody who wants it is unbelievable unbelievable at this and, point. and it is sort of like ridiculous and like i know she did not see this coming but like a couple of weeks ago Jen Psaki looks pretty bad because when they asked her, like, Jen are Psaki we going to get really everybody tests? And they were like, what are you? And then over the weekend when, you know, you couldn't get on Instagram without seeing, you know, annoying New Yorker sharing their testing lines. And then the fucking Jonas Brothers and Joe Biden are all over my feed doing dumb TikTok trends. And I'm like, save this, save this video for a couple weeks from now. Please talk to me about the testing. Please talk to me about how we elected you to do this. And like, yeah. what happened to the testing? This is unreal. Like, and also I, my biggest worry, and I'm sure ours is like finding a test. They're $26 for two tests. Some people have yeah. to test themselves all the time. You have to jump through hoops to get reimbursed. It's infuriating. I mean, the number of people in, in urban areas that literally just had no access to, to testing. I saw places charging $400 for rapids. I got a PCR on the street on Friday. I still haven't gotten results back. 
Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, number one, the Biden administration opted to do this thing where people get reimbursed through their insurance for the test, which, guess what? No one's doing that. And also, some people don't have insurance still. Hello? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) I know you know this. I heard it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, like, going through insurance reimbursement for a home test. like For a home test. During the embryo freezing process, I was willing to pay so much for drugs so that yeah. I would not have to talk to my insurance because <laughs> exactly. I knew that I would end up paying for it anyway. Right. I like, mean, it's, it's so just... ridiculous to be like, all you have to do is talk to your health insurance company. Like one of the worst <laughs> oh. things that anyone can ever have to do. And just to go back to it, your understaffed you health it, insurance customer service department. You mentioned it before, but like in case anyone didn't hear, like two, it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, Jen Psaki kind of sarcastically was like, what should we send tests to every American? Which just like looks really bad. I thought it looked bad then. It looks bad now. But also they actually do that in Europe. Yeah. You get sent tests to your house. So it's kind of ridiculous. I think that has been her. To me, that's her worst moment. Totally. And I really like her. Be aspirational. Like, come yeah. on. Remember when South Korea was providing, like, all their citizens with, like, masks, hand hand sanitizer, a test? Like, they were just sending it out. Yeah. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So we've sort of touched on this uh, sort of in the background, like what should we do? What should we not do? There's sort of been a resurgence of of COVID shaming and then a backlash to that resurgence. It's because it's like we refer to this, this potential disease from Omicron as mild, even though we know Delta is surging, which is not mild. But if you're vaccinated, you're very protected from Delta, maybe even more than Omicron. Although if you're boosted, you have a 70% protection against like, I believe symptomatic COVID caused by Omicron or Omicron and infections. Like if you're boosted, you're good. I think my boost, I'm not infected and I live in the city where everybody is. So all those people on TikTok saying literally everybody has it. Not literally. Three of us do not have it. The positivity rate is only like still 7%. Okay. Excellent. 
you know, it's in New York. I'm talking about, but yeah, yeah as of yeah, my bridal right. party, it is Saturday. 50. Yes, yeah. 50%. Yeah. fifty percent. Yeah, but in any yeah. Elise Morales's bridal party, I mean, yeah. <laughs> formal poll, Gallup poll. <laughs> the betches, the betches holiday party has not had a positive case yet, and it's because we, I, I think it's because we like cr- we chose a venue with a wide open porch. I think that's so definitely that, it. Well, this is the thing, too, because you talked about the resurgence of COVID shaming, which, like, I get people get it just happens when people are nervous. But, like, there are things we know about this virus and people, you know, that you can safely gather in open air, outdoor areas for the most part. I mean, again, like I was going to have a holiday party on my deck. I shut it down because it seemed like too many people or whatever. But I'm still going to have people over on my deck because there are things that we know and we are all working to balance both what is necessary for our mental and physical health. Yeah. Like, You're not inviting the bridal party over. No, I'm not inviting people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. On, and I ladies. also, yeah, I mean, Dr. Fauci has said if you are, you know, vaccinated and boosted and everybody that's coming over you can feel safe. The CDC has added the additional guidance that if all of those things are true, go ahead and take a rapid test if you're going to be indoors with lots of people. And I see a Maybe lot the CDC of reaction could provide to that. Those. Yeah, right. Imagine. Maybe the CDC could send those out so people could do that. <laughs> that would be a great idea. <laughs> Free wow. idea. Free idea. <laughs> CC the CDC. <laughs> do you remember the first week when Deborah Burks held up a chart and called it a website and was like, this oh is God. where you could get tested. <laughs> and two years later, we're barely better. It is barely any better. Barely. But like we, we talked about the top, like I've seen a lot of reaction to even suggesting that this version of COVID could be mild. Um, people are really mad at Fauci for even saying at all that, you know, don't cancel your plans. But I've also seen, I saw a really interesting tweet over the weekend that, you know, was like, you know, that we're in a situation now where doctors are being urged to cancel their holiday plans so that they can care for unvaccinated people who refuse to cancel theirs. And like, how much more of that are we willing to tolerate? I mean, to some degree, we have to keep, you know, we have people that are unvaccinated have to have FOMO. If we all have to pause when they cause trouble, but then of course, then you, I feel guilty saying that because there are plenty of people who will get very, very sick, even if they get om- the Omicron variant or a mild sickness. So that's what I was saying before. It's like, I wonder when or if we'll ever get back to this point or no one were there where it's like we're all always sort of at risk from getting sick from a respiratory virus. When are we at the point where we stop altering our lives? I'm not saying we're anywhere near there, but I just yeah. But what I, is the COVID it? shaming is going to keep ha- it's going to happen forever if we don't. If we don't like get rid of our appetite to just shame each other, maybe it's just that. Well, I think the reality of what the data is showing is that most of the people who are, or the vast majority, upwards of 90% of the people who are hospitalized and requiring this care are unvaccinated people. Overwhelming majority. The fact is that if all of those people got vaccinated, there would be much less of a strain on the healthcare system. So, But the issue is that the people who are experiencing the consequences, which are the largely vaccinated doctors and healthcare workers, are not the ones Mm -hmm. who can do anything about it. So, again, we have the asymmetry of what's going on. And I don't know, what are they supposed to do? Just be like, I'm not treating an unvaccinated person anymore. Like, that's like they can't. That's That's, against their. That's completely unethical. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I actually, like, I also will say, like, I personally don't think that they should do that, even though there's, like, a level of schadenfreude and, like, anger towards unvaccinated people. Like, I don't think that, I do believe that healthcare is a human right, and, like, I don't think that we should use it as a tool to get, I don't think we should use denying healthcare to people as a tool to do things, even if we are mad at them, and I am mad at them. If anything, they could use denying them like positive things, like you like can't fly. Like an airplane ticket? Like you can't yeah, fly. Right. Yeah. Like, or, I'm all for denying an airplane ticket. Right. That could maybe happen because it's like the only federal thing that could happen. But can you imagine the backlash? And then also, they still can spread it on in their unvaccinated hubs where you don't have to like be vaccinated to go into a restaurant or anything like that. And then they can just fucking drive. Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's still I know, but I'm like so, I mean, we're going to get into the next part of our agenda here, but I'm so pissed off at this point that I'm just like, burn it down, ban them from the plane, see what they fucking do. They're going to go crazy, sure. Oh, they they'll must, start they got to ban them the They'll plane. absolutely lose their minds, every Republican, but I'm at this point, I'm like, who cares? We're through the looking glass. It's insane already. Do it and see what happens. <laughs> like, I know. Right, just do whatever do and see they what happens. Care. Like They, try they don't to care poo. what we think of them. Right. Why they do we could. hear what they think of us? Yeah, they could. They could us. I think yeah. it's because, yeah, I mean, no matter what we do, though, they just they still won't fucking get vaccinated. The rates have been like, you know, 35 percent still have like not even a single dose for like six months. It's been inching up and up and up. But like we're talking about healthcare providers. I mean, I think you can like communicate to people. You know, like I remember when the pandemic, we didn't have vaccines yet. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like if I get to a hospital, they might not be able to save me if they don't have room. And that's going to be the case now. But you can literally just go to the CVS and get a vaccine so that you don't even have to worry about that. But I don't think these they people don't care. care. They don't they care. Don't when I was like reading, they, they they, yeah, I was reading a New York Times article this morning and they were talking to vaccinated people and they're like, I canceled my plans. I haven't seen my sister in three years. I'm not going to go home because my mom has lupus. And then they talk to unvaccinated people and they're like, I haven't adjusted my behavior for two years. I'm not going to start now. And it's right. Yeah. Just the unjustness and the fury and the relentlessness of it, because we've known from the beginning that I don't know the precise science, but like people not having immunity is what can cause these variants to spread. And we were able to create immunity, but people wouldn't take it. Yeah. The only the issue is that the only conversations about COVID and any sort of safety or precautions that are in earnest being had are vaccinated people. And then you have the unvaccinated people who were always the people who didn't care. They didn't wear masks. They were never changing anything. So they're not even part of this conversation. The only conversation they're having is like the government better not tell me what to do. See you at Sturgis. Like they're just, you know, they're they're just um, a totally different I think the government should try to tell them what to do. I really think the guy, I think it's I don't time really for them think to that Joe Biden's approval rating. I don't think that Joe Biden's approval rating on any of this can get any lower. So yeah, whatever they have. Oh, his approval rating is a His approval ratings are rough. They're rough. Might as well try then. Exactly. That's my thing. Is I'm like, try to tell them what to do and see what happens. Because yes, the, <laughs> the vaccinated people are furious. I'm furious there's no testing. I'm. <sighs> right. So, and the unvaccinated are like, why would I test myself anyway? Right. If they don't care no. if they have it, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I think times already. Self-isolate. They're going to be like, oh, I have it. Let's do a COVID party so we can all get it. I dealt with this at my wedding where I had an unnamed relation of mine who refused to test because they said Facebook told them not to test. Oh, that's so. another piece. That's another piece. How much can do you think you can really hold people liable for their refusal 
to get vaccinated based on misinformation? I mean, I think it's really tough because I've I've been looking a lot. I've been reading a lot of articles about vaccine, about like misinformation in the like Latino community. And it's like it's really bad. And it's very um, it's very community specific. And it like takes place on like it's specifically Spanish language, right? So Spanish it's like, language radio is basically Spanish a language, free yeah. for all of whatever can be said. And like. It's really tricky because if you listen to Spanish language radio in Miami, I was reading this article where it's like, then it's like all right wing propaganda, conspiracy theory stuff. It's socialism. The vaccine is going to give you socialism. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Crazy stuff. Then if you but if you go over to Texas, what it's saying is like ICE is going to use the vaccine to track you or like, yeah, like if you get the vaccine, it'll expose you to deportation yeah. in some way or whatever. So it's like it is. And those really, are the people really yeah. tough. Those are the people that I personally include in the like vulnerable people who can't, like there's vulnerable people who are medically vulnerable who can't get vaccinated for whatever reason. And I also understand that there are plenty of people who are exposed to that and just feel enough fear that is rational based on the information they've been given that they don't want to get vaccinated. If I thought I could get deported and I was getting those messages and I, then I wouldn't get vaccinated. Yeah. And also Republican politicians in Florida, like go on, there's this, there was a really good article I read. Oh, I can't remember what it was in, but it's about a radio station called Radio Mambi in Miami. Mm -hmm. That is basically now like a right wing Spanish language, like propaganda machine. And, like, literal congressmen will go on that radio station and say shit that would never fly on English language. Like, like, like they couldn't say it on Fox News. But they can say it in Spanish on these Mm -hmm. radio stations because, like, like they can literally be like Democrats eat babies on these radio stations. And it's never going to get out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. it's like never gonna it's and and like nobody pays attention to what's and then nobody's countering that or the people that are countering are just like i'm sure there are people that are working their asses off trying to counter those messages but you're right they're not getting tough yeah when you're literal when your actual congressman said it on the radio like that's like crazy and so that's really really tough and it is scary when you know, there are other people who I'm less sympathetic to, but even still, like, they are being fed misinformation and propaganda as well. Yeah, I mean, Democrats eat babies is definitely more salient than Democrats don't eat babies. <laughs> for yeah. sure. I Democrats- would keep listening to that. Stay tuned for how Democrats eat babies. I would yeah. I would not change the channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have... So far, I've been talking about being frustrated over things we cannot control. We're going to stay on that theme. We're going to talk about Joe Manchin. Oh, I got Ugh. so... I was just seeing red about the pandemic. I forgot we were seeing red about Joe Manchin. So we really thought that Demon. maybe, if anything, Demon. the Democrats' legislative agenda would stay healthy. It is not. It is suffering. Over the weekend, Senator Joe Manchin said on Fox News that he would not be supporting President Biden's Build Back Better legislation, which has been negotiated through both chambers of Congress for the better part of a year, and which were at odds with apparently what he told the president just this week. Let's listen to Democratic Senator Joe Manchin telling Fox News he will not support Democratic President Joe Biden's legislative agenda. Uh, I've always said this, Brett. If I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. 
I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is, this is a no. This is a no on this legislation. I have tried everything I know to do. And uh, the president has worked diligently. He's been wonderful to work with. The craziest part of this to me is that I've done everything humanly possible. Sir, what have you done? He's a Republican. He made yeah. the announcement on Fox News because he's a Republican. We thought we had a majority. We don't. They do. Sorry. Exactly. That's what yeah, I've landed to. I'm sick of getting just personally mad at Joe Manchin and being like, why doesn't he understand as a Democrat? I'm like, I'm done. He's done. I mean, Sherilyn Eiffel, she tweeted yesterday. It's like, this is a, I really don't like like pointing out how small states are, but when you have one man who is literally even at odds with what the people in his state want, she yeah. tweeted, it's like, it's like, it's not, it is Joe Manchin. She's like, it's not Joe Manchin. Like, it's the system. You're right. We don't have the Senate because the Senate is broken. It is completely broken. Like, it is not just this one guy. It's it's the entire... It's the- well, well, he sort of represents the specific way in which the Senate is broken, both because of the size and, um, mm-hmm. let's say, ranking of his state I say it's on broken, but like, I feel like it was designed no. to give disproportionate representation, but well, it's yeah, like it's too much. That, that element was, but... And there's a reason that Joe Manchin is not literally a Republican. And that's because he has learned that he is able to make more cash and attention and power flow to him in this particular position of not being a Republican, but being a Democrat. You're and so right. if yeah. he, the, that So he basically is able to use the threat of becoming a Republican as leverage while never actually intending to become one because he does much better financially in this position. And so, you mean his whole career, yeah. right? Like. Not just now. Yeah. I mean, his whole career, but it is coming to a head now because of like how the numbers are laying are playing out. And don't think Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins that I'm not looking at you as Mm -hmm. another option Mm -hmm. for someone to put the blame on. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, the blame can really be spread because Biden should not have decoupled this from the bipartisan bipartisan infrastructure package or whatever bullshit they called Mm -hmm. it, because that was everything Joe Manchin wanted to achieve. It's the Biff, Sammy. It's a very cool name. It's the okay. Biff. Okay, well, <laughs> you named it after a notorious asshole from what the, Back to the Future. What? <laughs> okay. Biff. Yeah. Um, who was supposed? Who was based off Donald Trump? Yes. Interesting. That too. Interesting factoid. Great messaging. Great messaging. Yeah. Always. So, like, he got what he wanted. What his financial interests were aligned with, and that was a misstep by the Biden administration. But it was a predictable misstep because you took your one piece of leverage and you gave it away because that's what real Democrats to, do. Yeah, truly. To like the most, un- to a person <laughs> who has platform. proven yeah. time and time again to a person who has only ever shown themselves to be an unreliable negotiator. Only. A person who has never earned trust in any way, shape, or form. And Pramila Jayapal and all of the progressives were saying not to fucking do this. And uh, if we remember, the squad and co, I'm pretty sure, voted against yep. it because they didn't want to decouple it from the BIF. Mm-hmm. So, or from the, it is the BIF. They didn't want to couple, whatever. B-b-b-b. Anyway, they didn't want to <laughs> couple, decouple, they're all the, all the bills. They didn't want to decouple them. And they were right. They were right. It's yeah. really not even that, um, well, okay, the, the fact that it's like, oh, the progressives were right, like, you don't need to have a particular political ideology to understand that this was the way it was going to go, which mm-hmm. actually leads me to think maybe there were more moderate Democrats that we're not naming, that we don't know about, or maybe 
we named them on the episode with Caitlin, but maybe there's even more than we necessarily named the, you know, the other week of Democrats that actually don't want to pass the Build Back Better bill because, and they're just able to use Joe Manchin as cover because like, you don't really need to be, if you really want this bill passed, you don't need to be some like bleeding heart socialist progressive to be able to see what was going to happen from like a legislative standpoint. It's just yeah. not that complicated. Literally, sometimes the Biden administration makes me feel like I'm a political genius because they're like, <laughs> we have no idea how this happened. And I'm like, well, I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, we could have <laughs> told you. I think we probably said it on the podcast. Sir. Yeah, I'm like, well, what do you mean? You're confused. Like, I don't understand how they, I feel like are caught just pants down on every, every issue. Everything. Even Even going back like over the weekend, so Kamala had a really good moment with Charlemagne the God, yeah. which I thought was awesome and kind of was interesting going back to what we had talked about, about Charlemagne and how he treats like women versus men, totally. et cetera. Yeah, me and Millie were but texting then, about that. But then she goes on TV and she's like, uh, we weren't expecting the Omicron variant or something like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was expecting the Omicron variant. I'm just a <laughs> yeah. girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like you think it's you... I think they expect too much benefit of the doubt. They're like, you know how bad it could have been if it was Trump? And they keep leaning on that. And it's like, it's enough. Over. It's been a year. You can't, we're done with that. We knew that these variants were coming. Certainly you had scientists in the administration know it was coming. We should be drowning in COVID tests at this point. Like, what the fuck? Use the Defense Production Act. What is going on? But yeah, you're right. It's like, it's, it's because like, they, they've been like overly optimistic, which is bizarre because I thought like their job was to sort of, like when you said that Joe Manchin has never given anybody a sign that he was going to come around, we've just sort of been hoping because like not accepting sort of in denial that it could be this one guy who's a Democrat that could tank this without realizing all the things that Sammy said, which is that like he is a dino. He is a Democrat in name only. Like imagine if you had a friend and she's like, he's my boyfriend, but tonight he's out with some other girl. He's my boyfriend, but we never he never lets me stay at his house. Or have a cheap Like eventually like, he's not your boyfriend, homegirl. He's not your boyfriend. Yeah, like girl. And then well, suddenly okay. she's like, you know what? He's not going to propose. It's like when, when Harry met Sally and Carrie Fisher's <laughs> character. And she's finally like, he's not leaving his wife. No shit, he's not leaving his wife. He was never going to leave his wife. Have you ever had a friend who doesn't hear those, hear that? Yes. That's okay, that the Biden so, administration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, those people exist. It's too much at they stake, don't hear though. You. And then mm-hmm. you can, and then after a point, you can't even say it anymore. You can't even yeah. actually... Because then it becomes you like you're betraying You have to just start changing the subject when they talk yeah. about it and be like, cool, well, you know how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> well, now, half of New York is sniff- now half of New York is sniffling alone in their apartments. So it's not mm-hmm. working. It is not working. Uh, so I don't even know where we go. Like, we were trying to think of... So actually, let's talk about Jen Psaki's positive reaction to this. Because the yes. White House and via Jen Psaki released an eviscerating statement, like really accusing Joe Manchin of of bad faith here. They basically said, yeah, they basically said like, we talked to him. He talked to Joe about this to his face. The two Joes chatted about this in Wilmington, Delaware. And basically they said that, um, to disrespect Joe in his home in Delaware. Come on, in Delaware. He invited him to Delaware. (laughs) Brought an outline, was like, here. Apparently, Joe Manchin was like, I will accept something that's $2 trillion, but here's what I want in it versus what you want in it. And so I guess like, I know, right? (laughs) It's like choosing your own like Christmas presents. Like, here's the budget for my Christmas presents and I'm going to choose everything in there, but you're going to spend this much. (laughs) 
And I guess he just like went back on this. She said that his Fox News statements, quote, represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and Senate. I mean, I feel like she just this was like a spontaneous like notes. Yeah. Yeah. And like you heard in that. No, you heard in that clip that Joe Manson's primary reason for opposing this legislation is that he just can't, and he points vaguely to concerns about inflation. But a think tank that he often cites found the legislation would have no impact on inflation. Inflation is like a concern. I think it's important that Democrats don't dismiss the impact on middle class families, but you can differentiate. That's not, there's not an impact here, and you can explain that. But like Joe Manchin just kind of like, nah, I don't think so. I don't believe, again, I say this all the time, I don't think Joe Manchin has read a single study about this, because if he had, he would know that it would reduce family household spending that has made inflation so bad, especially in West Virginia, which is like bottom in poverty, like top in poverty, bottom in education. I imagine a lot of people are suffering from type 1 diabetes, and this bill would have capped the monthly cost of insulin at $35. But he keeps pointing to like the debt and deficit. This bill is paid for, as Jen Psaki points out. It's paid for over 10 years. So I don't. So his inflation thing is bad faith, too. He's There's well, nothing also, worth arguing with. I know. And we put it, this was in this up newsletter today, but Goldman Sachs like changed their forecast for how good the recovery is going to be and scaled it back because this bill is not going to pass. So Joe, like what Joe Manchin has nothing to stand on. Literally, like the our capitalist overlords at Goldman Sachs were like, actually, it's worse for the economy not to pass this. But it's 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 better for Joe Manchin in some way that I'm sure will come out that because not then, to pass it. He because just, he like, wants left. to be the, the bitch who causes all the conversation. Mm-hmm. He should have just left a post-it that said, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. Don't, don't hate me. That would have <laughs> been that would have been more substantive than what he said. But the thing is, it he doesn't funnier, care. He, at least. <laughs> we could have given him that. that would have been funny. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I can't. can't. Don't hate me. <laughs> That's just my suggestion. I do hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. I mean, there's I some hope. Him. Like, literally, Jen Psaki was like, we kind of hope he might flip back because this was so dramatic. Like, nothing he does makes any sense. But the general mood today is that Build Back Better is dead. And obviously, these things are, they don't have support among Republicans. Maybe some of them do. Like, can we really not fucking get 60 Republicans to, like, cap the price of insulin? Like, what the fuck? Can we not get a rule change? Like, my question is, like, we can, Can Sammy. Okay. My question is, like, can we just, like, figure it out? Like, like, (laughs) how to do it without him? Like I, like, I know maybe I'm maybe I'm really being ridiculous in this expectation, but just like figure it out. Like, I don't. Can we get some out of the box other ideas? Job? I know. I'm out of the box. You know? Same yeah. as like Miranda Priestly getting a helicopter and getting a private right, like, plane. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know it's what? It's drizzling. Just figure it out. This is the highest yeah. pressure job in the world. And like that a means lot that of people should figure it out. Exactly. Like, a lot of people have high pressure jobs and you know when your boss tells you to figure it out it can seem impossible but you're like i just you gotta fucking figure it out figure it out break shit i don't care you know who i bet is having like the best holiday break now after that kirsten cinema nobody's oh. talking about nobody's her name's not anybody's list. she's probably like in she's like an, mad about that she's probably like an ugly quilted bathrobe traipsing yeah. about her like no, she's probably thinking about oh, how I know. she's I get probably plotting her next news. move exactly yeah. Yeah, she's, like, yeah, oh, she's yeah, really got to show him up with that. I know. She's Fox in a pair news of, interview. Like, Where am I going to go? Newsmax? I know. She's got like gingerbread leggings on just sitting being like, she's learning Spanish so that get? she can go on Mombi radio station <laughs> yeah, in Miami. Absolutely. Yeah. That that is her next Democrats move. eat babies. No, I'm no longer one. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. 
I'm trying to think of like, where would you guys suggest, where are you gonna put your anger? Do you think there's anywhere productive to put our anger right now with this? Is there anything, I mean, do you think it's putting even more pressure on Biden to actually accept that he needs to start talking to us about canceling student debt? Is it student voting debt. rights to fix the, the issues that have us in this like lopsided Senate? And there's things we can do. Student debt because it's the only thing that like Joe Biden just himself can do. Right. Like multiple people have come forward to say that he can do it all on his own. Totally. He should try. Because at this point, it's like, try. it looks, yeah, like that was the the Obama administration's uh, motto was get caught trying. And I think we need to bring that back because wow. right that. now he looks completely ridiculous. His approval rating couldn't be lower. Like, be. he needs to... I mean, oh, you're right. I forgot about Trump. <laughs> Good save, Sammy. Good save. Yeah. I mean, it's not zero, so it could be slightly lower. But he, like, he needs to make... He, he. It's so crazy to me that he said all this stuff about being FDR, and it's like, well, you know what FDR did? He used the Defense Production Act to, like, make things for World War II. He actually did try to pack the court. They didn't let him, but he, he put in a valiant effort <laughs> yeah. to pack that court, and it's like... He ran for president a third time. Like, he, like, this is, we so if that. you want to be some, I know, I don't <laughs> think that, I'm just saying the energy is like yes, yeah. a person who's willing to like do some shit. Yeah, and the Joe energy's Biden there. Is not like, try and cancel student debt and see what happens. See what happens. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I agree with the, yeah, like, let's try, let's try. But I've also adjusted my expectations to be so low that. <laughs> I'm never disappointed because, you know, I just I know that it's not I, I you know, I'd rather be pleasantly, randomly, completely surprised than disappointed ever again. So I once they did the biff, I was like, this build back better thing. It's just yeah. a matter of time before it doesn't happen. Maybe it will happen. Maybe they will figure it out or whatever. And then I'll be thrilled. But thrilled. I don't like what how can you i can't make myself more angry than the people who are supposed to be solving it which is mm -hmm. the yes. government yes it's not yes. like mentally healthy for for that to be where we put our you know we're delivering the news and like they are the ones who are responsible for passing these things like we can't all we can do is encourage people to be engaged but we cannot actually pass these things because we live in elect in an elected uh democracy supposedly for now um so that's i don't really see what you or i could really do you know yeah. it's i know it's people ask that of, all the time when we like share stuff and they're like what do i do what do i do and it's like take a deep breath and go watch some puppies on instagram like it's not your yeah. burden we the just want to make sure people are engaged and you know what like there's nothing i guess the reason i feel so anxious and like we want to do something is because we know how difficult it is for Democrats to get elected yeah. in this landscape and to see them botch so many opportunities. Like we're, we're scared too, we're petrified and that's like motivates the, what can we do? But it's the answer still nothing. Here's what the average listener of this podcast can do or just the, any listener is get your, your friends, the people you know and talk to and trust with your real problems and your real life who are maybe <laughs> not as engaged or informed, get them to care about something, anything. Any topic that can be legislatively or governmentally influenced. And once they care about like that one thing, it helps, I think, illustrate the way in which like 
these conversations are actually affecting our own lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is sort of the beginning of getting more people to care and more people to be engaged with what's going on. And I, and if you only ever have a, a pocket of people who care and are talking about this, then it's never, no, no one who's elected is ever going to feel any real pressure to get the fuck up and do something like with that FDR energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so I think it's just a matter of getting the people in your life to, to give a shit so that everyone seems to give a shit and then maybe they can't get away with all this bullshit. But hopefully a lot right. happens soon because we're on a clock. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is our show for today. We're going to do um, a mailbag episode tomorrow. So I will put a call out on our stories for questions. But also, you guys know the easiest way for me to see stuff is just DM it to me. I don't mind if you guys DM me. You guys have permission. <laughs> just our podcast listeners. Everybody else is uninvited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.